Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And then there are some times when you feel the energy where you're like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yes, but like for me with that old lady in the photo, it changed my life because I really like started thinking to myself, I was like, okay, if we can see her in this photo, what if she was living in a completely different time period than us? And what if she looked in the mirror and was like, oh, I'm seeing three black girls, three colored yeah. girls. <laughs> Welcome to Kesha and the Creepies. Today we are welcoming very special guest, Brie Luna, the Hood Witch. Thank Hello. you so much for being here. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to talk to you because there's so many things. I was checking out your amazing nail art, which mine are so tragic that I painted them this morning because I was like, I can't show up with these nails. <laughs> they were just like too sad. And I was reading about witchcraft and I've been really interested in witchcraft since I was a little kid. And okay. I just wanted from your perspective, what makes you a witch? Because I feel in my heart like I'm a witch, but I don't know if I'm doing the necessary steps to be a, a witch. Well, I think that, um, you know, just culturally, when we think of the word witch and we think of what that looks like, I think that there are so many common misconceptions of witchcraft in general and like what a witch is and what a witch isn't. 
so first and foremost, uh, growing up, I have two grandmothers um, where I gained most of my spiritual practice from. Um, you have hereditary witches. You have people who are just solitary practitioners. So I think that just in general, the word witch you know, obviously, um, there, it's a, it can be like this big umbrella because the witch has always existed in every continent, every country. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. generally, most people's perception of a witch is like an old haggard woman with like a big nose with a wart on it. And it's like, I don't look like that. Neither do my grandmothers, neither do anyone, you know, that I know that practices. But uh, I, I think that just overall as an umbrella, um, the witch has always existed in this archetype of just like this wild, fierce woman and rebellious woman, this rebellious energy um, has always existed. So to be a witch and to claim that for yourself, that can be in magical practice or, you know, it could be just about just energetically, like how you feel. And, and I think that that rebellion has always just innately been uh, with a lot of us, you know. When I hear the word witch, I feel empowered and I feel dangerous, but in the best way. Like, what do you do when people are like flippant or disrespectful about it? How do you deal with that? Um, generally, I feel like in my own practice and just who I am as a person, it's not really my job to convince anyone of, you know, magic and witchcraft or any of those things. So people are going to have their own ideas of what a witch is and what a witch isn't. And that's even something that's within our own community where, you know, there's certain people who practice differently. And I'm like, you know, when you think about it as a historical and just a cultural context, you know, there's all types of magic throughout the world. So someone like my grandmother wouldn't say like, oh, hey, I'm a witch. You know what I mean? Like, She's not flagrant about, you know, her practice. And I think that for a lot of uh, people of color, black people, especially, um, you know, our beliefs and our ways, our spiritual practices and our ways were taken away from us. And so I think that there's a huge resurgence right now of a lot of women of color, especially like black and brown women reclaiming uh, magical parts of themselves, parts of our ancestry and reconnecting back into uh, our power and what that means. Can you tell me about your grandmother? Yes. So I have two grandmothers. One is from New Orleans and she also moved to Texas. She practiced hoodoo. Um, and then I have a Mexican grandmother who practiced santeria. So that's a whole different, you know, spiritual practice tradition. Um, so both of these things are like in my bloodline within my own lineage. And it was interesting because for me growing up as a little girl, you know, when you're interested in like witchcraft and like, you know, magical things, I've always been like a very psychically sensitive person, even as a child. So I, when I heard the word witch, I didn't think of like my grandmother's, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I always thought it was like the pickle nose, like the scary yeah. wizard, you know, wizard of Oz. I'm like, yeah. well, my grandmas don't look like that. But as I got older, you know, and you learn about like, um, just like working with spirit and working with candle magic and going to the botanica, like things like that, then you're kind of like, oh, well, my grandma, you know, like she does this or, you know, this doesn't seem like in alignment with a lot of, you know, 
Catholic or Christian type of things. Like I want, like, what are they up to? So to me, I was just like, you know, it, it sparked that curiosity where you knew that there were like slightly, like there was some things that were just like a little bit different than what would be the norm of most like Christian or like, you know, Catholic people's households. So um, with them, you know, their practices obviously were still very hush hush. It was very quiet. It wasn't something that you outwardly just talked about. They were just things that you did. You know what I mean? So for me, I wasn't learning these practices from my grandmothers, from books or the internet and stuff like that. Um, But like I was saying, like just being like a very uh, psychically sensitive child, when I became maybe in like fifth grade, you know, and you're like a younger girl, like that adolescent age, I really was like, super into like the paranormal and I love like me too. learning about like the occult and like ghosts and for me like what what stuff that I found because we didn't really have like I don't know like it wasn't such ex- it wasn't as accessible um so you would have to go to like a library or like a bookstore so I would go to like every bookstore that I could go to and like go to the new age section and like look up occult, you know, like Wicca. And, and I'm like, but this doesn't really, you know, like looking into like Wicca, it's like that didn't really speak to me because I'm not like European, you know what I mean? So it was Mm -hmm. like, they're all like very Eurocentric um, practices and not to take away from that because I learned, you know, so much in, in terms of like a historical context of like witchcraft and magic, but I think that when I, the older that I got, I got closer into connecting back to my own roots and my own cultural identity with being a black woman, with being a Mexican woman, um, in really embracing and learning more from, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. your heritage, from yes. what it sounds like and yes. in your bloodline and the hereditary energy that comes with any lineage. Like I know my mom she's convinced she's an alien. I swear to you. <laughs> I love that. Me too. Is that, same. <laughs> she's a Pisces. We're all Pisces. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But so for me, it's not that crazy. It's not actually crazy at all when she's talking to a tree and like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to talk to the tree and give it a hug. Like that's so normal to me because that's what I grew up around. And we speak to animals as if they're people. So I'm not really sure what you would call that. It's just really nature in tune with nature. But I think that embracing like nature too is something that really is a huge part of witchcraft. And I mean, that is, I mean, embracing the cycles of nature, embracing change and all of those things go one, you know, are hand in hand. And even if you don't call yourself a witch or a spiritual, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's within all cultures, like that paganism. So before there was like Christianity and this, you know what I mean? Like yes. Catholicism, all that stuff. You can go to any continent on the continent on the world. And it's like from Europe to South America to Africa, you know, it's like, you're always going to find the healer, the witch, the shaman, the, you know what I mean? Like we've always existed and it's culturally just, it's within everyone. It is. And for a large part from reading about this more recently, because I actually had time to like sit down and read a book for the first time in about a (laughs) decade the past year. Women in a large part have been written out of the history of 
shamanism of powerful roles. And it really made me think about why, why that is. And it's because most of history has been written by men and it's been rewritten by men. It's been rewritten by white men. So a lot of women and women of color specifically just written out of history. And when you think of witches, I think of women being punished or burned at the stake. So in my mind, it made me equate being a woman questioning, standing up for something and maybe believing in something else. All of those things potentially are going to get you killed. And like, how dare you? So I do think in this lifetime, I've done past life regressions where in my past life, I've been told that I was burned at the stake for doing just that questioning, causing, just causing discomfort in a society that is run by men and women are supposed to be very passive and accepting of how it is. And that's why I was really excited to talk to you because I'm still kind of grasping the idea of what a witch means. And it is, it's so different in every different culture as well. Well, I mean, it is something I think just culturally, it depends on who you're asking, you know, because you can find practitioners from around the world and around the globe. And I think that I've spoken you know, at multiple like conventions and things, you know, like at schools at NYU and all of these things. And I think that like, it is important. I went to an esoteric book conference. I was the only woman of color there. There was just literally nothing but men, predominantly white men um, and a few women. And I went to this book conference and I remember just like listening to a couple of the lectures and I just at the end, I just like raised my hand and I was just like, you know, like, well, where do women of color and, you know, black witches and where does our spirituality fit into this narrative and to the story? And I'm like thinking to myself, like, why am I the only like woman of color here? Like, this is like, it was crazy. And I was like, I know that I can't be like the only one. And so initially, like when I started my website, The Hood Witch, there were not other sources at that time doing it like how I was, you know, and it was like, I love fashion, you know, if you know, you know, this already, like, I love (laughs) nail art, I love beauty, I love glamour and beauty and like magic and ritual and all that stuff. And so I really wanted to create a space where it just felt like me, you know, I went to so many moon ceremonies and pagan you know it was like very like crunchy very granola and I'm just like uh girl that is not me like that is you know what I mean like that's not my thing it's like yes I love like moon ceremonies but like I just didn't fit in because everyone's like super green juice and I'm like but I like whiskey and I like you know <laughs> it's like, I, I like whiskey and kombucha like I'm yeah. both, like you can do both. So I just wanted to create a space, especially as a woman of color, like where I felt welcomed more than anything. It's like, I just wanted a space where, you know, I could have community and like, no matter what level you were at, you know, if you could, you were a beginner, just learning about the cycles of the moon. I love astrology, putting real information in a very digestible way for just the novice or even someone who was advanced, I wanted it to feel inclusive and not like everyone is excluded. So no matter what you were, like your gender, your, you know, religious practice, it's like, if you just had an interest, I wanted to create a space where you could get that information and it wasn't sugar coated and it wasn't just 
from the perspective of, you know, one way of viewing things. Of that makes course. Sense. And in going, so your website is thehoodwitch.com. Everyone should check it out. It's really, it's just very chic and cool and easily, like you said, it's very easily digestible as someone who's kind of a novice to all of this. I'm just exploring. And I've felt the same way where I'm, I have tattoos, you know, everywhere <laughs> and I have piercings, <laughs> and, um, I don't like just wear like yoga pants everywhere and only drink green juices. I also like whiskey as well as kombucha <laughs> and it feels very much like it's a black or white or I mean really a black or white kind of environment <laughs> and I think that that's incredibly unfair to so many people that just want to explore spiritually and I think that you're providing a really safe comfortable not intimidating place. So if anybody wants to check it out, highly encourage you, hoodwitch.com. And your Instagram is the hoodwitch, right? The hoodwitch. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just in looking at what you post, it's very spiritual. It's very cosmic. It's really interesting. It's really fun. It's really youthful. It's so there's a lot of crazy energy in Los Angeles and in Hollywood and mm -hmm. downtown, like every different part of the city has its very own vortex of cosmic past energy, energy. Like mm -hmm. Hollywood is such a trip and yeah. Downtown, which I read that you're like, you find to be not the most positive energy downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I mean, okay, no. Downtown, I, it is, I, it has its own energy. It's definitely intense. Um, I have a few stories of just like very <gasps> Tell me, bizarre. tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to have to post the photo because everyone's going to want to see it after I yeah. tell you guys this clip. So there was a bar in downtown LA. It's called The Association. Um, it's very old building for people who live in LA. Like they know what the door looks like. It's like a weird like lion's mouth that you kind of like use as like a little knocker when you I go inside been. of it. It's spooky. It's very, it's like really old. It's like an old fashioned type of bar. Um, and you wouldn't really recognize it. It just has a black door. It's very discreet downtown, right? So I went there one night um, for a hip hop night with my friends. Um, we were just having a girls night. It was very crowded. And the general group of people, like the vibe was pretty mixed crowd, but predominantly just like very like, I don't know, like young, like, black and you know just like young like just young people like a fun good time so my girlfriends and I go to use the restroom and we're pretty drunk at this point like we're like let's take some selfies for Instagram you know (laughs) so we're like take take our phones out we're in the mirror we're like boom 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 like hitting every angle like you know it's like and no one so no one was in the restroom with us because the DJ that was playing it was like a really like popular DJ everyone like loves so no one was in the bathroom and it was very odd considering this is like a you know like a a pop-in like bar so anyway we're in there just taking selfies while we had no one in the restrooms with us and that was it like we were just in there by ourselves so we leave the restroom we leave for the night we go back home and I was like "Ooh, like let's look at the pictures like I want to post it tomorrow so we're like scrolling through like going through all you know because we took like five million five hundred mirror selfies (laughs) So, so we we're going through all of the pictures and my friend stops and she's like, who is that? And I was like, who, what are you talking about? And girl, we zoom in to the picture and there's a little old white woman and she's in the back of our photo. Like there is a door, like there's the restroom doors. There was no one in the bathroom with us. Okay. Oh there was no one in the restroom with us. And there is a little old white woman. I shit you not. She has like a 1940s, like 1940s kind of hairstyle. It was like a little ice cream. <laughs> I'm going to send you the picture, but like she has like a little ice cream scoop and you just see this like white transparent woman. And I scrolled through the other photos and we're looking. She's not in any of the other photos. Just in one. Just in one. And then it gets fucking weirder oh, God. so you look to the right of the photo because we showed our friend's mom and she's like whose hand is that and we're like what are you talking about girl zoom in to the right side of the photo there's a fucking hand like an old white lady's hand like reaching out of where the mirror is Ooh. and there's no one in the bathroom so like it's a creepy hand and you even see like it has nail polish on it oh my like, God. 
it was so creepy. Like it was terrifying. And so then the rest of the photos are just our selfies, but you can see a full, you know what I mean? Like a full view of the room of like what that looks like. Like, um, you see the mirror, you see the bathroom doors, but like, there's no one in there. And you see that there's nobody else in there. Yes. And so I, okay. So I've had some weird experiences downtown as well. Like I just, I love it down there. I used to work down there. I worked as a bar back and then I got fired and then I worked at a wine bar (laughs) and then I got fired, but (laughs) I'm just not good at, I'm not good at bartending apparently, but I would always find there were a couple blocks that I just wouldn't ride my bike through because it really like the energy was really scary. It was really dark and it just felt spooky as fuck. It was really close to that Hotel Cecil. Hotel Cecil. Oh my God. Have you watched that? Yeah. Which is, I I didn't finish all of it. It's a trip. I mean, parts of the documentary, I'm like, how legit is this? But it's just that that hotel I did film in there one time that energy did yeah the energy in there is it's it's dark like it's Richard Ramirez was fucking staying in there that's terrifying I know I mean I can only imagine like that's like the least of the concerns considering like it's a hundred years old right so I'm like imagine how many like dead thing I don't know it's terrifying um what was I gonna tell you so speaking of spooky hotels though um, do you, have you ever heard of the ho- um, Ambassador Hotel? Oh, hell yeah. Where they have the Roosevelt. It used to be the Roosevelt when we could go places, right? Oh, the Ambassador. Oh, is it, was it like, downtown? What, where was I? I'm trying to think. It was like in, it's in LA, but it's where, what's his name? Um, John Kennedy's brother was assassinated <gasps> in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so I think okay. if we're talking about the same place, it's like kind of in the middle of Hollywood across the street from Man's But it Chinese. got torn down. Oh, I didn't know that. It's torn down. It's a school now. Oh, God. But you have to look it up. I'm going to, like, send you this on the... I'm, like, we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. But, like, it's fucking... It was terrifying. It was so, so, so scary. Like, it was super haunted. It looked exactly kind of like The Shining. They had Love that the little, Shining. like, Copacabana type of nightclub that was in there. And yeah. so one of my ex-boyfriends and I were working. He was working on a Snoop Dogg movie um there's this film there that was shot called the tenants and so snoop dogg was there and he's like in this movie and then um we had to work like he was a scenic painter so like we had to stay at night to like help you know i was helping him like paint the walls and girl there are just like so many scary things that like have happened like what tell me you have to tell me what happened (laughs) (laughs) tell the story so one night in there so like they used to make us leave set like no one could stay after sundown. That was like one of the rules. They were like, okay, you can't stay. And when the sun goes down and we're like, oh, whatever. Like they're just being like superstitious. Don't care. So my ex and I, like we went and we stayed after sundown. On purpose? No, to like finish working. Like through the walls. Well, it was kind of on purpose. I was scared. Um, So we're in there and I shit you not. So like we're painting the walls and we look over and we hear like one of the room doors open, like one of because we're on the hotel. Like imagine the shining, like you know, there's like oh, yeah. the old school like hallway. Then there's like a door that like opened up, and we we're like looking, and you see almost like this mirage. It's kind of like a floaty. Um, I don't know how to describe it. it. You know, like when you look at a mirage and it looks like the image, like it's like like floaty, like, like gas, like out of the stove or like when you see heat coming out, it's like, yes, you can see like the waves of the heat. 
it looked like that coming down the hallway with like a mist of like a like a white fog that was like coming closer to us and we just looked at each other and we were so freaked so then while we're on set while they're rolling and snoop is on the set and everyone's like you know standing in this um like in the set where they're filming so they're like quiet on the set everyone's quiet boom all of a sudden you hear a door like creak open and then it slams shut and so then the director's like cut and everyone on the set's like holy fuck like we're all mouthing they're like oh my god like what the fuck was that like the door opened up by itself and then slammed so we were freaked out i was i did not work on that set again no i was I, gonna say I was I, when the stuff like that happens to me i feel like it's happened to me a couple times in my life and there are sometimes where i feel like it's just kind of a lost spirit like someone that's passed away that maybe doesn't know they've passed away in some in-between space i'm not really sure a lost soul kind of and then there are sometimes when you feel the energy where you're like i'm getting the fuck out of here Yes, but like for me with that old lady in the photo, it changed my life because I really like started thinking to myself, I was like, okay, if we can see her in this photo, what if she was living in a completely different time period than us? And what if she looked in the mirror and was like, oh, I'm seeing three black girls, three colored yeah. girls, you know, <laughs> like in the mirror, like, you know, this old fashioned old white woman, like who knows what type of like cocktail bar, you know, like whatever that bar was like in the 1940s, I'm assuming maybe there was still like segregation or I don't know, like the 1930s, but like, what if she saw these like three like women of color in the mirror and her friends were probably like, oh, Barbara, you're just drunk. Like, come back, you know, like, and that's where the hands, like, come back. You know, so it's almost like this weird, like, timeline. Interdimensional. Yes. Like, what if it was actually happening in the same time that we were there? Like, what if it was all, like, what what if it was, like, a timeline that, like, overlaps each other? And, like, I don't know. Like, that, to me, it kind of, like, takes the spookiness away from, like, oh, it's a ghost and it's someone dead. But I'm, like, what if it's not a ghost? Like, what if we're just living and like coexisting in like multiple timelines right now? Yes. And multiple, we're all in the same space, but in different dimensions, different time. You know, one of the factors is just different. I think about that too, because I had a really weird experience when I like got woken up by an apparition at the end of the bed. And I always like love staying at haunted places. I love scaring the shit out of myself. I think it's fun. (laughs) And then this happened. And I remember thinking specifically like, oh, this is making me sad for this girl. She seems really lost and she seems really sad. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't scared at all. It was her energy was just really different. And she was dressed in like high neck, like very old school, like 1800s maybe dress. But I had the same. Where were you? I was in I was in Texas at this place called Miss Molly's, I think. It's a haunted brothel. That sounds haunted. (laughs) Yeah. It's haunted as shit. (laughs) (laughs) See, I I like seek these places out. And then when I scare the shit out of myself, then I'm like, oh, God. But I chase these adventures with the supernatural and the unexplainable because it makes me feel so alive and small in a great way. Like, in a way, okay, that, Kesha, we need our own show now. Let's have our own paranormal. Let's go. Show. I would love to. I want to go to all. I want to go see that fucking aliens. When, yes. 
when outside opens, let's have a show and we're going to do like, this is our new, we're going to go like the ghost adventure. <laughs> let's go. I want to see the ghosts. I want to see the aliens. I want to see the other dimensions. I want to like, I just want to immerse myself in every different kind of thought. Someone once called me a nature punk, which was the closest thing that I was like, oh yeah, I am that. Like that's, I define myself now as a na- nature punk. I but like I, nature punk. Yeah, I think that's like, that's what I feel like. But I'm also, I know I'm a witch, but I also don't necessarily exactly know what that means. I have an alter. Say it with pride. Don't be no, scared. Like, I, I think I'm a witch. I know. Yes, no, I know I'm. Punk, you're the witch. No, I am. I am a witch. You're right. I'm going to say it with pride. I am a witch. I just don't know exactly if there's rituals. For instance, like there's different rituals for different, every different religion. So what's, what's like a ritual? Is there a very important ritual to practicing witchcraft that is like an initiative ritual? I mean, I feel like everybody's practice is so different. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I can't sit here and be like, okay, Here's the black and white A to Z guide of what is you're going to, this is how you're going to be a witch because there are some people who are like, shut the hell up. Like, that's not what I do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not how I define my practice. So I think it's so deeply personal. And if you're not, you know, initiated into a specific tradition, because every tradition in each, each practice is going to be so different. Do you know what I mean? Because you have like, Wiccans and you have like chaos magicians and you have you know what I mean it's like the solitary witch and dianic witches it's like you have all of these like different practices so it's like there's no one size fits all like I can't tell you like hey Kesha um you need to do this naked full moon rich ritual which is like maybe that's something that I like doing maybe I think all witches actually like I actually have done many naked full moon (laughs) rituals (laughs) I'm like I feel like we all really love being naked um under a full moon but I you know just generally speaking there really isn't I, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying like hey you know to be a witch you need to do this I think to be a witch you need to create your own meaningful ritual I think you need to be true to yourself I think you should be respectful of nature, be respectful of cycles of nature. Um, And you know what I mean? And and even still, it's like, that's not even a guideline. You know what I mean? Because you have satanic witches, you have all, I mean, there's just, there's a whole realm of witches and witchcraft. And so there, again, like I said, there's no one size fits all. There's no right, there's no wrong. And I think that that is the beauty of, being a witch, that archetype, that's like the wild, that energy, that wildness where it's like, you're not going to tell me shit. Like I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. And that's, I'm not, it's like, that's the difference, you know, like the, the witch is like, it's not a queen. It's not a princess. It's not, you know what I mean? Any of these things. It's like, if I want to be ugly, if I want to be dark and scary and, you know, if I want to be light and loving and ethereal, all these things, it's like, that doesn't make me any less of a witch because that's just, that's the beauty. That's the power of the witch is truly and just fiercely and unapologetically embracing your nature and what you are. And that is the witch. I love that. I am a witch. (laughs) I'm a motherfucking witch. Motherfucking witches. (laughs) (laughs) For real though, I, I think I hesitate because I'm like, I don't know. I believe in like so many different things. And sometimes I want to 
be really like a total light worker. And sometimes I want to be kind of like a naked moon gremlin at the beach and just like Don't be like that. a total psycho. Why? Naked moon gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you can be all of those things. And I think I'm, tr- I'm over the past year, I've been really trying to focus on harnessing all of the natures of who I am. And instead of trying to be ashamed of them, be proud of them. And yes. if they make me happy and they're coming from a place that is making some sort of positive change within myself or to other people, then fucking owning it. And that's like really difficult sometimes in a society that's not necessarily the kindest to people. And I can't even imagine yeah. like the past year. Yeah, I think that's something, you know, I'm really proud of myself. I'm very grateful to be in a position where I was able to create this space and this platform if it's to help anyone, if anybody gets anything out of what I do. And I think a lot of that for me, um, interestingly enough, was like really stepping to the forefront. And, you know, I got a lot of shit from you know, other, other witches and like white witches are black. It's like not even just to put like a race on it, but it's like a lot of old school witches who are like, well, I don't like the commercialization of all. And it's like, okay, you can talk shit about like younger people, like millennials, you know, going to urban outfitters and buying their first tarot deck. But it's like, fuck you. Like just because someone, you know, like is going to these like silly places they're going to eventually have a genuine knowledge and they want to learn. So everyone starts somewhere and not to really, not to condone like buying things from like, you know, appropriate places because I don't condone that. Definitely support small business to buy your tarot decks. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just saying like young, like young kids, you know, like teenagers and like, you know, like just younger kids, like they want to learn about it. And I'm like, not everyone starts off as being this like, you know, all knowledge, you know, all wisdom bearing like witch and powerful goddess healer. It's like you all, there's a curiosity, you know? And I think that that's the beauty with so many people who are stepping away from, you know, organized religion and like these outdated, like patriarchal beliefs, they have to start somewhere. So if if it's with Instagram or, you know, seeing a post that inspires them or, seeing a person or learning from someone who looks like them. And for me, it was like, I was so afraid. Like when I first started doing Hoodwitch, I never posted pictures. And it was always, I, I was known for my nail art and my hands because I would hold like crystals. And I didn't want my looks to take away from my message, which is also something like a very patriarchal thing where I'm like, oh, well, yeah. if I look this way, then people won't take me seriously um but then I was like no fuck that like I'm absolutely fuck that right it's like I'm a black woman I'm a Mexican woman I have like I'm a you know all of these things like within my culture it's like representation matters and to be in a space where you know this oh well she's you know culturally the same I grew up this way and I love art and I love beauty and all that stuff it's like you know, you find someone who is like relatable. And I think that that's important. And that really helps me to keep going. Being unique and unfamiliar is what makes people so intriguing and interesting. And 
that's what I love the most about getting to talk to people is what makes them them. Like, what makes you you? Where did you come from? Where did like, how did you learn these things? It's like your ancestors and mm-hmm. also taking into account the younger generation where everyone is on Instagram and TikTok and why shouldn't we be exploring our spirituality in those arenas? That's where everybody is right now. And I think the younger you are getting to know yourself and being aware of spirituality, I think that's all a really positive way to use social media. I agree. And I think that we're innately, you know, spiritual beings. So it's like, no matter how you get there, the point is, is like, you're just going to get there and you're going to connect with people that you vibe with. You're going to connect with people who are speaking to you and that are going to help you to like grow. So not everyone's going to start off knowing everything. And I just feel like, you know, elders need to be more open. And I think a lot of them are like, um, with, I, I, I just feel like if you're doing and you're teaching in a manner that's respectful of, you know, traditions. And like I said, there are some magical practices that have very strict guidelines that you absolutely need to be initiated into. There are things that you can't just Google and, you know, insert yourself into. And there are things that you need to be culturally sensitive to where you cannot just put yourself into a practice or like, oh, I'm going to, you know, worship Oshun and I'm going to, it's like, no, sweetheart, like these are real like religions that you actually have to go through like ceremony and like learning the information like you need to be guided like this is not something that's for play and it's just not for you know for fun this is like real life (laughs) yeah and it's for it's my spirituality is something that's like ever changing and growing and it's something I want to protect more than anything in the world because it's solely mine you know a lot of times in life there's so many things people can take and take from you or but like your spirituality, your connection to source of the universe, like that's yours and nobody can fuck with that. And to take it slow and do it correctly is something I'm trying to do. And also just explore. I want to explore and know about everyone else and what they believe in. Cause I really do think we're all, we are all connected. And the more we can see that instead of dividing with the, the religions where it's just like so, so divisive versus realizing we're all trying to find our own inner golden light or higher consciousness. And that's all part of the same thing. I love this Pisces, this very Pisces dreamy energy. You're like, we're all interconnected. I love it. (laughs) It's beautiful. Oh, but you're Taurus, right? You're Taurus. I am a Taurus, um, Taurus sun and moon. And I have a Scorpio rising. Oh, see, I have Scorpio rising too. I think that's where the like, don't fuck with me, little part of it. <laughs> but it's also, I feel like, our witchiness, too. It is. And I think it's important as a woman, too, to have a little bit, because I have the Pisces on Pisces, and then I'm the year of the rabbit, so I'm all, like, good vibes and fuzzy, and then I have a little <laughs> Scorpio just as, like, my protection to be like, but don't fuck with me. But, like, I, I love... exciting. <laughs> but I... So is your beauty regimen like all of that is very important to you from what I was reading on your like the website that you like find it really important and I do too obviously yes I love okay so I don't give a shit like people can 
be dismissive, especially like in the space of like, I don't think so anymore, but like in the world of like, I don't know. I, and I wouldn't even say like witchcraft, but I do feel like in the the spiritual world yeah. or community, um, some people like look down at it, but like, I don't give a shit because I'm like beauty and taking care of yourself and these are not just like vain things. And so what if it is, I feel like being a witch, like you're a witch, like you're not a saint, like you're not, you know, trying to be like holier than thou. It's like, of course, witches have always been like sexy and cared about glamour and beauty. And I think that um, taking care of yourself, however you see fit, even if it's not with makeup, if it's with your diet, if it's with, you know, doing a certain amount of exercise, it's about really like taking care of your physical vessel and caring for your body and caring for yourself or even just splurging on like buying, you know, getting your hair done or your nails or a facial or a massage. Like these are like, that's your temple. That's your body. Like that's something that's sacred. So why wouldn't I put that into my practice of empowerment? Why wouldn't I want to feel good about myself? And I really try to um, share that with other people as well. Like it's not just something that's like a vain thing to do it's like it's empowering it's it's how you ground yourself even for your rituals for your spells if you take like a nice shower or like a bath and you're burning you know your favorite candles or your incense and you're saying like you know positive affirmations to yourself or even if it's you know it can get dark not not darker but like get deeper if it's like a sex ritual you know like anything like just something that like makes you feel good it's like why the fuck why don't you want to feel good? Like you can do that on your own and it's not like no one should criticize that. I just oh, feel like totally. uh, it's a form of transformation. It's powerful. It is powerful and it shouldn't be shameful to be both spiritually inclined and also want to feel like the best version and most powerful version of yourself. Like absolutely, as a woman, it's, you know, fortunately or unfortunately people look at you and if I can put on like a cat eye and all of a sudden my, I feel more powerful then why the fuck wouldn't I do it? I don't ever leave the house without a black cat eye. I even wore red lips for you today. Oh my God. They're gorgeous. Well, red lips are (laughs) definitely, they're like historically don't know why. I don't know if it's just red, the color red or what it is, but a red lip is just always fiercely dangerous. And so, yes, I love it. It's living in your power. My bad bitch power. Yes, your bad (laughs) bitch power. I fucking love that. I don't know that much about the Black Dahlia. Oh my God. I was told that you're really into it. So I was wondering if you could educate me on what... I know it's like a Hollywood terrifying murder there was always this theory that like whoever murdered her was like very much like inclined with like the medical profession. So like, yeah, her body was like fully drained of it, of the blood. Did they ever figure out who did it? No. Oh my God. (laughs) I need to really get on this because I don't know that much about it. And it's one of those things. I don't know if you do this, but there's like, I love a good, this sounds really fucked up. I, I do kind of like, love a good creepy story I do I just like them and I've been saving this one because I've heard it's really insane but I haven't like yet 
like dove into the details of it, but I'm going to do that tonight. That's like what I'm going to do for fun. That's what I do for fun. I know. No, that's a good one. But like, there is also another book. Um, I think it was, it's like an old book. I'm going to, I might have two copies of it. And if I do, I'm going to send you one. It's called psychic California and it's out of print. And it's like an old book. And it's like, it talks about like the occult in like, just spooky history of like the cults and everything of like California and like Los Angeles. I love shit like that. I'm obsessed Mm -hmm. with cults in California. I don't know what it is, but California is a great place to have a really (laughs) fucked up cult, historically speaking. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, hey, Kesha, let's start a cult. (laughs) Are you kidding? I just wrote a song called Let's Go Start a Cult in Texas because I've like always wondered what that would be like, but mine wouldn't like, I wouldn't want anybody to murder anybody. It'd be a very loving, happy cult. Okay. We won't have a murder cult. No. (laughs) (laughs) No murder cult. If we have a cult, a total witch cult where it's like, just like nature, mother nature, worship, female worship, power, (laughs) And not having to, I feel like as a woman too, I I find myself downplaying my power and I'm like, I'm really trying to unlearn that. Like I'm trying to unlearn downplaying my power. And this is like part of it is maybe a cult. But if you had a cult, what would the, (laughs) what would the outfits be? I mean, I feel like what would the outfits be for me? It's my outfit's gonna be black. So I've already I've selected black. Maybe everyone gets their own color. Oh, that would be great. I would love to be like a, a baby pink cult member. Oh, so <laughs> such a Pisces. You know, you're like, I'm gonna have baby pink with glitter, and I'm yes. like, I'm gonna have black. <laughs> Scorpio is like, okay, but I love emerald green too. So that is my like inner Taurus earthy. I love that. Oh my gosh. We're like, we're total opposites in the color spectrum. I like all the baby colors and you can have like the dark greens in the forest and the, I know I love jewel tones. I like jewel tones. Me too. Oh, I I have so many crystals. I have a crystal. I brought back from, I was in South Africa and I brought back this crystal and then it busted into 30 different pieces. But so if you send me that book, I'll send you a piece of this crystal I got. Yeah, okay. we're going to have the witch trade. <laughs> yes, a witch trade. And then our energies will be forever. We'll have like a little tether. And then we can start our cult. Know, right? Next to our cult. And our, okay, we have a whole a long list now. We have a witch ghost series. And now we have to have a cult. So. <laughs> they can all be like in the same area. We can figure out where yeah. exactly. But in California somewhere. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you find yourself to be psychic do you believe in like the supernatural and feeling psychic from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it, your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. I guess in the word like supernatural, it's just kind of like I just think it's natural. So I think that everyone is like very intuitive when we're like connect to our power. And it's kind of to go back into what you were saying where you're like, oh, like, you know, I have to start unlearning, you know, doubting myself and really stepping into like my power and like my intuition. And I think that so many women identifying people we do have this tendency and I think it's been programmed within us from a very young age that, you know, our intuition is like paranoia or you're being too paranoid or that's crazy. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so the dreamy and like the magical sides to ourselves are suppressed and we're, it's, it's, not something that's very developed. And I think that as a society and just culturally, um, you know, people value like science over intuition, but I don't think that there needs to be um, one or the other. I think that both can coexist together. And I think that more people, yes, I, I do feel that I'm psychic and I'm definitely psychically sensitive that goes into a large part of my work and I'm I always honor that and I I would love to tell more people to embrace that part of themselves and to trust themselves more and uh that's really it (laughs) isn't it funny how it's such a how we all have it but the second you start talking about it I feel like from multiple sorry, but they are multiple men in my past have been like, Oh, that's so crazy. Oh, that's so woo woo. Oh, that's like, Mm -hmm. you're such a, you're like doing the thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's a natural feeling I have 
that I connect with, with the earth as an animal, I feel that there's something bad is going to happen. And this happened multiple times to me. And the next day, unfortunately, I've had multiple people pass away after having this very specific feeling in my gut. And before they pass away, I'm crazy. I'm just being the weirdo, whatever, fill in the blank. I'm being insane. And then the next day I'm like, I told you something weird was going to happen. I felt it in my gut. I felt it deep inside of me. And then it happened. Yeah, you know, that's, and, and I think that, you know, so many times, how many times have every, you know, women, and like I said, women identifying people been dismissed as being crazy and that's insane or that's stupid and that doesn't make rational sense and that's not real. And I'm like, okay, but like, trust your gut, like trust your intuition. Um, and when people say like gut feelings, a lot of people don't know this, but when they say trust your gut, they're talking about your solar plexus. And so yeah. your solar plexus is right where your navel is. It's how we receive and, you know, project energy. So I think it's like that feeler. It's just, it, it is feeling other people's energetic, um, like their aura, their energy, like in your space. So if you're getting that gut feeling, it's in the pit of your stomach where you're like, oh, mm. I don't know. This doesn't feel good. Trust that. That's your, that is your psychic power. That is your intuition. That is like you really getting this like warning and a signal yes. and listen to that feeling. Trust, Trust it. it. Trust it. Oh my God. I really there's so many circumstances. I mean, it's my first tarot card pack that like, since I've kind of started understanding the significance of tarot. And I was wondering if there's a specific thing you do with your deck or you just like kind of meditate on it. I have. So one thing that I love, um, especially if I'm if I get a new tarot deck that I love. Um, okay, so let me just like, let's just start here. So a lot of people always ask about like tarot and like what they're supposed to do with their decks and like how they're supposed to work with it when they first get it. I am going to be that one who breaks away from tradition. And I'm going to say you don't need to be gifted a tarot deck. Um a lot of like there's this misconception that like you're supposed to be gifted a tarot deck. I think that if you find a deck because it is such a deeply personal tool, you like the artwork for it, you know, you love the symbolism, buy it for yourself. Why are yeah. you why are you waiting for someone to give you the deck? Like <laughs> yeah, it's like go buy it for yourself. Um but what I like to do is I take my deck out. Um I will use like I don't know. Like it just depends. Like I try to use like a cleansing herb, um, just to cleanse the energy of it. I will sleep with it. Sometimes I'll wrap them up in silk cloth. I keep mine in cloth or I have like little boxes, um, like either wooden boxes or certain boxes that, um, you know, you can just like buy that are small enough to keep your cards in. Um, but my favorite deck that I like working with right now, it's like wrapped up in cloth and I put it in silk cloth. Um, I put like a quartz crystal on it. You put it under your pillow. If there's certain cards that are really jumping out to you in the deck, you can put that on your altar, on your vanity table, on your dresser. Um, and just like meditate on it and just look at the imagery of it. If you don't really understand what it is and why you like it, 
I would sit with that first before reading, you know, the instruction manual for it. Right. Well, cause I'm, I, I'm totally with you. Like I'm like always of the mindset, like I can do it myself. I got this. I'm going to go get my deck, whatever. And I was going to go out and buy myself a deck. And then for my birthday a week ago, a really, really close friend of mine got me a deck that just like I'm obsessed with. And I keep pulling the same card. Like I kept like trying to not pull the same card and shuffling and the same card kept jumping out at me. I love when that happens. (laughs) And I was like, oh shit, I think it's really just this card. I think it's really this card. But I was wondering if you have a card that speaks to you the most. Um, Okay, so... I really love, so it just depends on what deck, but there's, I have three of them. So one of them is the death card. I love the death card generally in all most decks from like old to new. I don't know if they told you this, but like I have over 200 tarot decks. Oh my God. No, you didn't tell me that. So there's so so many different, I'm sure there's (laughs) so many different kinds of decks. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have some old decks from like, you know, the early like 19th century. I wow. have some cool ones from the 60s, from the 70s. Cool. 80s. I have a lot of really cool, like old, rare, out of print decks. Um, I get a lot of decks sent to me just from new artists um, that have made their decks. And I just have like a crazy collection of them. Um, but my favorite cards, the death card, I love the Empress and I love. Mm, what do else what else do I like seeing I like seeing the nine of pentacles she's a good one or like just that card in general I really love what is the what is the significance of the nine of pentacles and the death card so the death card is a signifier of like rebirth and transformation it's like the phoenix rising from the Mm. ashes um in the tarot that card is really just you know a major transformation so when some people see it they get like really spooked out in readings um i do tarot readings so like when that card comes up um, a lot of people get freaked out but it's not anything to be scary it's just change it's major change on a very deep level soul level um and so the nine of pentacles for me when i see that card come up it's really just about like um, that financial independence and like making money and like, you know, like that's, it's a very like Taurus earthy, you know, like very like, uh, material oriented type of card. So it makes me feel abundant. It makes me feel like I'm on the right path. Um, and then with the Empress, I love her because she's like the mother, like the nurturess. It's like a very Venusian, um, energy, like the care provider, like caring and nurturing and like, that divine feminine power and energy. So like, I really love that card too. Oh, I just forget. I love the high priestess. So I a love high, the priestess high priestess is a, I personally, I've only gotten, I've only gotten my cards read like a handful of times. So we have to do that at some point. Um, on one of your like sixties decks. That'd be so Yes. Fun. I'm going to, I was actually like talking about this. I'm like, I want to give you a reading, but yes, let's, we'll talk about this after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we're on our camping trip at a haunted, um, whorehouse looking for aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. That is our first trip. We're going to the haunted if you're down, that shit's haunted as fuck. 
Oh, I'm definitely down. Okay. I made my mom go there with me and she was like, I hate you. No, we're going. I'm getting scared. I'm like, <laughs> it's so fun. The witch, the witch cult, the initiation into the witch cult. We have to like go to the whorehouse. Love it. Perfect. Done. <laughs> if you want to join our cult, just follow us here at Cash in the Creepies. <laughs> and go to thehoodwitch.com. Thank you so much. I feel like I've kept you for ages. Oh my God, I have. Shit. Um, if you want to like promote where people can find you, like hoodwitch.com. And then if yeah. anything else you'd like to promote, now's the time. Go for it. Okay. So um, everyone, you can find me at thehoodwitch.com and on Instagram at thehoodwitch. I am also writing a book. I <laughs> offer tarot readings. And so, yeah, I, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to definitely be sure to let you know once my book is finished. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and you're just like a badass, gorgeous witch. So check her out. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. I'm so, so grateful for you having me and our chat. And now we're having a cult. Yes, (laughs) me too. Speaking of of cult too. So I have a new project that I am working on. It's called occult pussy. So you're going to hear. I love this. (laughs) Oh my God. Occultpussy.com is coming soon. So you guys need to check us out for that too. Oh my God. I definitely think my pussy is part of the occult. So I'll be joining you. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to join Occult Pussy. Done. I'm already in. Sign me up. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Sending you love. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
it. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.